0: there, and welcome back to Meanderings with Trudy. I'm your host, Trudy Chapman. As you know, if you've been following along, I started this podcast in the early days of the pandemic to explore joy. I thought we needed that. I meander with people and I talk about how joy shows up in their lives. I started this podcast to remind us that joy exists even in very normal places during very tough times. Over time, I've grown the offering by inviting in a regular guest to join me, Angie Arndt. Twice a month now, Angie joins me for what we call the PauseCast. And this is a chance to sort of, well, pause (laughs) and sit with joy and what we think we know about it. What we think are its ingredients. When we kick those around between the two of us, and so far we've looked at heart, community, expectations, hope, story, ritual, all these things and so much more. After taking our break for the Christmas holidays, Angie and I are returning in February 2023 to explore another component that helps us find joy, a personality framework called the Enneagram. Yeah, the Enneagram, not any, A-N-Y, but any, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, the Enneagram. This framework is a foundational piece that helps us see ourselves, see others, And from that place of understanding and awareness, grow. Angie and I wanted to explore the Enneagram in the context of joy and personal development. And our episodes this winter will look at that framework with all that in mind. So what I want to do today is to give you some background. So it's easier for you to roll along with us as we talk all things Enneagram. In this episode... I think I will share with you my story about how I was introduced to the Enneagram and how much this has helped me in my own personal growth journey. And then I'll give you a bit of the lie of the land. What does this model look like and how can it help you? So with that in mind, let's go. So the Enneagram came to me in 2002. I had a happenstance uh, meeting with a woman named Valerie Clements who became my first coaching mentor. At that point in time she was about ready to take uh, leave of absence from her job in the Government of Canada and take her own coaching certification. And as part of that she introduced me to this personality model and uh, suggested that I uh, pull this book. To- pulled this book out called The Wisdom of the Enneagram and do a couple of the tests to see what my dominant personality type was. So I did do that and um, found that I resonated with the energy of or sat in the dominant space of the helper, one of the nine Enneagram types that, uh, that make up this model. And I got to say at the time I was not thrilled. I knew that helper was me. That felt very true to who I was and who I knew myself to be. But there was also, in addition to the gifts of the helper, which really are, as a, the title suggests, the willingness to help other people coming from a place of love and support. It also meant that my dominant coping habits, my behavior, um, they may well, you know, it was Ouch. They made me feel sort of ashamed of myself. I saw that um, helpers at average level do things like offer insincere compliments or um, gifts that are unnecessary, uh, all for the pursuit of or in the pursuit of feeling like they belong. They they assume that they don't, and so they reach out a hand to try and um, solicit. Acceptance from other people so that they can feel safe. And you know, even as I talk about this now, all this time later, I still talk about those helpers and that behavior. And this is all inside me. And it's all inside you too. You have a helper in you and I have a helper in me. And they show up in certain ways and behaviors seeking safety and belonging. Anyway, it, um, I wasn't excited with what I saw. And so I set it aside for almost 10 years until I came back around full circle and myself was taking my coaching training. And in my coach training, I took the same tests and then I was able to see myself again with the same amount of clarity, perhaps more capacity to hold what I was seeing about myself. And so In 2013, when I was taking my coach training with New Ventures West in California, um, I really dug into what does it mean to be a helper? Uh, What are the good things about that? That generosity of heart, that willingness to step up when asked, uh, even when not asked. Um, The challenges about how I can be pushy about helping people, about how I get upset when people don't accept my help. Um, all of these kinds of things. And with time awareness, I began to move more cautiously around my helper tendencies, to um, develop an awareness of when the helper in me steps up and takes over. And then learn how to sort of ratchet that back so that I can offer to help. I can... Just be a helping presence without actually doing. I can actually maybe just be. Be a helper in spirit. A supportive energy around my friends. People who, co-workers, people around me. So I guess in a nutshell, that's what the arc of my development has been like around this Enneagram tool. The ability to see myself as that dominant helper type and really look at when does that serve me and when doesn't it when does it help my relationships when does it get in the way of them so that i can step outside of my habits as a helper and choose when i want to bring them out actually help so i can i can actually offer to help people without strings attached without it being an indication of my worth as a human being. So, I use this story as an example to show you how all this has played out in me. Now, the helper is only one type of the nine as mentioned, there are nine personality types, one through nine, but they all have names and the names in them depend on, on, uh, who you follow in the, in the Enneagram world. Um, I mentioned to you that, uh, that I used this book called the wisdom of the Enneagram. It was written, uh, some time ago by Don uh, Rizzo and Russ Hudson. Um, and it, uh, I think it's, uh, it's an illuminating book. It has a, a couple of chapters in the front end that explain where the Enneagram comes from, uh, how its roots go back 2,500 years to ancient texts of Sufism, Judaism, Christianity, Islam. Um, there's even some Buddhism that's in there. There's, uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of all kinds of ancient wisdom that's part of this. Uh, it was built in its modern form by Rizzo and Hudson to some degree uh, in the 1960s and onwards. Uh, by a handful of people. So it really is an amalgam of uh, intelligence and wisdom from people through time. Uh, but by and large, the nine types are laid out in a circle. And I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a link to the Enneagram Institute um, in the episode notes. But the, the nine types are laid out in a circle and they are as follows. When we identify them, we start, we start with the nine, at, which lies at the top of the circle. So the nine is the peacemaker, the one is the reformer, two, which is my home base, is the helper, three is the achiever, four is the individualist, five is the investigator, type six is the loyalist, type seven is the enthusiast, and type eight is the challenger. And no matter who you follow, those numbers and the energies, the types of people the gifts and challenges that are part of that are the same. The approach that I take, having been taught by um, my podcast partner, Angie Arndt, and her husband, Peter, who studied with the Enneagram Institute in Northern New York State. Um, the approach that we take is that while we might have a dominant type, me, the helper, It's also important to say at this point that no one type is more important than the other. But we always start with finding our place in the circle. What place is home for me? And then once I have my arms around that, I can begin to explore how the other types show up. And the hope is that with awareness and understanding, not only do you see the gifts of all the nine types in you, but you learn how, you learn the markers of the challenging parts that come up inside of you, that flattery and, and gift giving that, uh, that I talked about earlier, that I spoke to about earlier, you know, being, being coming from the helper space. But each of the nine types has their own gifts and their own challenges that show up in, in unique ways in every person. I really like the Enneagram. I use it as a, as a diagnostic tool, um, with every coaching client, um, that I sit with because not only does it help me see them much more quickly, but it helps them see themselves. And when they, I invite them in to, to, do the, uh, the, the, uh, Enneagram assessment that, um, allows them to see the nine types active in them. There's 144 questions. Um, I buy it for 12 bucks us, uh, for my clients, but you can do that too off the Enneagram Institute. And you get a, you get a lovely little report that has, um, that shows up the nine types in you in that moment, and then, um, gives you some information about the top three. Typically, most of the time, uh, your dominant type sits within those top three, but not always. What that little report does is it gives you a place for a conversation, a starting point. And it helps you to see yourself, delve into what the possibilities are that are active for you then. And then you can begin to say, well, how does this, how does this show up? How does this play out in my relationships? How does it play out in my family life, in my work life, um, in all the, <laughs> in all the parts of my life that are important? How does this Enneagram type play out in me. And then it can, with time, allow you to ask yourself what I think is one of the most powerful questions in the coaching world, which is how does this serve me? And if I don't think it serves me very well, what, what else is possible for me? And, um, there is the, I always say that the Enneagram has personal development baked right into it. And, uh, that that really is where you begin to dig into it where do i go on a good day where do i go on a bad day what are my habits of behaving and what do i what is possible for me if i don't like what i see and let's face it a lot of the time we don't like what we see when we look at ourselves so how can i sit with and accept what i see anyway and then work from there. So it helps, the Enneagram helps me to um, identify the patterns that are in my behavior. And it can help me to then grow from that place. I think um, any, Angie and I wanted to talk about the Enneagram because it's having a moment. Um, the Enneagram is everywhere on the internet in personal development circles, but it doesn't always come with this sort of discussion. It is a a great typing tool to put people into compartments and boxes. And when I bring this into the workplace and chat with people, I'm often asked, well, aren't you just sticking people into a box? And no, no, we're not really. That is sort of a starting point. But because we have all, all nine types in us, then the possibility is there for us to see all kinds of things in ourselves. And again, ask, what do I do on a good day? Where do I go on a bad day? And how can I grow towards what is the essence of who I am? That, I think, is a developmental opportunity that, uh, that we all have when we play with this model So the Enneagram allows me to see the patterns that are in my behavior. And then with that awareness, decide whether or not that's what I want to do. So when you have a look at the Enneagram, you'll see it's laid out in a circle, kind of like a an analog clock face. But instead of noon or 12 o'clock being at the top, we've got a nine that Type nine, which is a peacemaker sits at the top and then splayed out in a clockwise, clockwise uh, direction, one through eight goes around the face. Each of these types can be divided into a series of triads or sets of three. So there's two, three, and four, which is the heart center, five, six, and seven, which is the head center and eight, nine, and one, which is the gut center, which aligns quite nicely with an integral coach's interest in helping people, our coaching clients, find alignment between their centers of wisdom, our heads, our hearts, and our bodies. Here in North America, we live a lot in our head, and we think that that is the only place of wisdom. But you know yourself, you know how wisdom from the heart comes out. You can feel it. When you think about people that you love and care about, when you know what to say to your son or daughter, your child, when they're unhappy or worried, when they're bent up by life and they just need, they need some good loving by their parent. Your heart tells you what to say and when not to say anything at all and just give them a hug. You also have body wisdom and you know that too. You know how to take a breath when things feel, oh, I, you know, just think about it. You're driving down the highway and somebody cuts you off and you take that big breath to steady yourself. That's your body kicking in, telling you, you need to find some balance and slow it down a little bit. So I like the Enneagram because it divides itself up into these head, heart and body sectors. And so Angie and I will kick this off the second Tuesday in February with our first exploration of the Enneagram. I hope that you'll be able to join us for these conversations. and I hope you'll find them interesting. I also hope that you'll send me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Drop some comments in uh, meanderingswithtrudy at gmail.com or comment on our social media via my coaching page on Facebook for Chapman Coaching Incorporated. You can also talk to Angie via her Facebook page uh, at uh, Big Stone House. We'd love to hear from you. If there's any topics that you'd like us to cover or any questions that you have, just shoot us a note. We'd be happy to hear from you. Also, wherever you get your podcast, give us a review. It's one of our goals this year to raise the profile of this podcast, uh, not just by extending our reach. And, you know, we reach all the way around the world right now. We don't have that many listeners, but we have listeners everywhere and that's pretty cool but we'd like to grow them in numbers so the only way that people are going to know about us is if you talk us up so give us a review drop us some stars and whatever podcast platform uh you use and uh and help us spread the word about joy about talking about joy about exploring joy and finding it in your lives and with all this in mind i'm going to sign off I look forward to chatting with you, to meandering with you, over this coming winter. Thanks very much. I'm Trudy Chapman.